Welcome to Halo Drop. I'm your host, Vishal Gurbakshani. I'm joined by Snow Verma and Krishna Subramanian. We're going to talk about what makes things exciting in India and how we can bring that in cross-border to America. Hey, welcome to another episode of Halo Drop. This one's a real eclectic mix. Over the next 10 minutes, we'll be talking about vertical farming at home, the next generation of agriculture tech, and some hot new Indian mattress companies, and some top tips from Sunil. First up, I wanted to talk about vertical farming. There's like a bunch of ideas around, you know, how do you not just get dependent on the supply chain? And can you like start growing your own foods? So I think, you know, lettuce and basil and stuff, super easy to grow. I started growing tomatoes and um, been growing it now for two months. And finally they had like a, a harvest you can like now eat, it's edible. So I was super excited, turned the right colors, but the taste is just not there. So it's kind of like now you have a tomato that had the right color, the right profile, the right nutrients, but it just did, it, it, it honestly tasted like you're just eating something just to get filled rather than like that nice sweet tomato. So I was just like, wow, how do you actually make something taste amazing? There's a lot of nuances just with like pollination, soils. Yeah, you can't just put kind of minerals and light to make something taste good. Um, so I've been looking at how do you create the right taste profiles for foods uh, when you want to grow at home. It's actually, it's pretty hard. But if you have like basil, basil just tastes amazing. It's like, oh my gosh, like this thing tastes just as good as what you'd buy uh, at a store or get at a farm. But those tomatoes, they uh, just don't work. Christian, you're, you've got a bit of a green thumb. Give us give us some pointers here. Yeah, so you know, been been trying to grow a lot of little things here and there. So I did do the tomatoes, but not not this season. <laughs> uh, th this harvest has been focused around cilantro, mint, curry leaf, and most recently, the Thai chili peppers. How are the chili peppers? Do they come out well? They are just starting to come out. Um, I see the I see the little fruit uh, blossoming, um, but it was kind of interesting because, you know, super bored. So I had like a chili, cut it, and I literally just literally cut it, didn't even dry it, took the seeds, dumped it in a l little pot. All of a sudden, a few days later, it started sprouting. And then it just kept sprouting and sprouting and bigger and bigger. And now these the chili plants are like three feet tall. It's pretty nuts. Actually, but have you tried have you tried it though? The, we haven't gotten like so I I've just spread them apart now, but I've not actually tried it. But I feel like it's gonna be, you know, a pretty winning situation shortly. But when you when you did the uh, tomatoes last harvest, did, did they taste really good? Uh, they're all right. I'm not even um So winter winter tomatoes definitely taste different than spring and summer tomatoes. And the tomatoes you grow at home are a lot more robust and different than what you get in the like what what what's in a grocery store is genetically modified to be exactly what people want right and the same thing with bananas bananas are all just copies of each other there there are no banana seeds right i mean it's just like literally there's one type of banana that everybody eats and if there is a um a disease or a fungus that gets those bananas. I mean, it could wipe out the whole banana population. I mean, that's what happened like in the '60s with the the big like banana. So um, the, the bananas of today taste completely different. Like the the, the ones in the '60s and '70s, the, they were way more banana-y. They had like very like very sweet, very robust, lots of different kinds of things. And so, um, what you eat in the from the grocery store, what you get from the grocery store, is very different than what you know, when you're home farming. All right, then, Christian, you're going to have to let us know then how the peppers and the future tomatoes are going to be. Uh, don't worry, I'll bring the, uh, I'll bring some uh, chilies over. Sweet. Sweet.
We didn't just want to talk about farming at home. Vishal had some agricultural tech that he wanted to highlight. Um, it's basically about sensors. So as we're moving and shifting into this always connected, always on world, um, it's really a question you have to ask yourself is how do you get all this data and collect it faster and easier? Um, so right now sensors have gone down from like 70 cents to now basically half of that, 38 cents. And because they're so small, what are, and because it's become so cheaper, what's going to be the new uh, use case for these things? And uh, there's this big push now towards agriculture. So there's a bunch of companies now trying to um, really figure out how do you sense how your farm or your produce is doing so you can then further optimize it. So there's a company called Cultivate, not to be confused with Captivate. Uh, it's founded in 2016. It uh, calculates the precise amount of water required for crops. Um, and it basically gives you things like around your crop type, your soil type, crop age, water, wind speed, sun. So it's, it's pretty interesting because now if you had all of that and you have this real-time data, can you actually do something with it? Um, another company is uh, Uruvaka. It's, uh, it was made in 2012. And um, it basically does things around your water quality, which is even more important for farmers to understand. Uh, they also do automated feeding. Uh, they also they basically help feed fish too. So they can talk to your shrimp and other types of fish that you're growing in your pond. Um, and then of course, they also help manage your pond. So that's a, that's a, that's a pretty interesting company to check out. And then there's Play Solar, which basically allows you to understand solar energy. Um, so it's everything from like your water pumps to monitoring, as well as it alerts you when your um, energy is underperforming, right? So I think solar is definitely kind of a feature and how do you manage that correctly? Um, and then there's Gramworks, uh, which was founded in 2019, which is basically using farms. So it helps farmers monitor all the different climate conditions to help predict wind. And now because of your wind, you can actually now improve your yield. Um, so their whole goal is to bring predictability to farming. And then last is a company called Fassel. It uh, started in 2018 and they're basically doing high value crops to cut costs and increase the profitability by giving you farm specific uh, actionable intelligence. So they give you microclimate forecasts, disease and pest prediction and ir irrigation alerts. So I think all these companies are pretty exciting, but I think the one I'm probably most excited about is it's probably Play Solar, only because you can first start with energy before you start expanding, but all the other ones are, are pretty, pretty cool. Okay, those are some interesting trends and developments we've noticed. But we also like to get specific and talk about individual companies that have caught our eye. So let's move from farming and instead look at sleep. Krishna. You know, one of the trends that you're really looking at is, 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 is just sleep in general, right? And make sure how do you, how do you avoid sleep debt? How do you make sure you have restful periods of time? Um, and sleep industries is, is essentially addressing that sleep disorder pandemic. And so the mattress industry was worth over $27 billion in 2017, and it's going to reach over $43 billion in 2024. And it's driven by you know popular DTC brands like Casper, Purple, Helix, 8. And that same trend has been echoing in India with uh, you know five different startups that are offering sleep solutions online. And so some of the ones we, we took a look at are Flow, um, which is based out in Mumbai, you know, they sold 10,000 mattresses in the first year, um, 2,000, you know, averaging about 2,000 per month in its second year. WakeFit launched in 2016. And, you know, they're, they're taking another angle at it by offering 
um, mattresses along with other sleep-related products such as pillows and comforters. And their aim is really to, to make affordable and comfortable sleep solutions and essentially cutting those costs by 40 to 50% of the middlemen. Uh, one of the cool things that they have is, is similar to the, actually all of these have a 100-day trial period. Uh, so very similar to the model that we've seen out here in the U.S., and the last one is uh, Wink and Nod. So this was founded in 2017, you know, same sort of solution. People, the founders were trying to figure out why buying a mattress was so difficult and how do you create a premium sleeping product designed for the modern Indian consumer. And uh, yeah, and they're able to deliver mattresses in shorter timelines because of the boxed mattress format. Um, and these guys are based in Pune. So which one do you like the best out of, out of all those uh, amazing companies? You know, pretty excited about Flow. Um, feels like there's lots of opportunity there. They seem to be growing efficiently. Get your mattress from Flow. I mean, do, do you do you like any of those mattresses as well, Casper? I actually tried. Uh, I I I love Casper. Um, I also tried the Eight Sleep one, uh, which is basically a Casper with one of those um, temperature controlled pads. I think when Casper first came out, it was actually pretty amazing. But now the I didn't say the other day it's this foam, and I think all the marketing is interesting and all, but they. I've tried like three or four different foam mattresses and they it's very hard to tell the difference anymore. I think before it was actually pretty pretty awesome, but nowadays, can you justify like $12,000 for a Tempur-Pedic versus $3,000 for a Casper versus, you know, $1,000 for other things? I, I don't know anymore. It's actually, it's hard to tell the difference for me. But I know like Tempur-Pedic was like, the, was amazing. And then Casper was good. And now there's like, there's literally a lot. So um, I'll definitely check out Flow. That's pretty awesome though, how they sold 10,000 mattresses. It's crazy, right? Because it's in India. Uh, 10,000 is probably... Which is probably going nuts. Now it's time for some hot tips, food, drinks, and books that are coming up. First up is Sunil. So uh, I have a book. I have a book for this week. The name of the book is uh, The Fish That Ate the Whale uh, by Rich Cohen. For those of you that don't know, and this is also about my little banana tidbit here. Those of you who don't know, banana barons actually did exist, you know, in the earlier uh, part of the last century. And, uh, you know, bananas only are grown uh, or only sprout in a certain latitude across the, uh, the world. So basically, you can only get bananas in a very specific band, uh, very close to the equator. And um, this book is actually about one of the, um, you know, for an immigrant that came and, uh, you know, his name was Samuels Murray, uh, basically came to America in 1881 penniless and basically when he died he was one of the richest men in america who also had done some amazing things to keep his uh, banana farms going so highly recommend the fish that ate the whale life and times of america's banana king you will learn a lot you'll actually learn a lot of things about bananas that you never knew and also you will learn a lot of things about the politics of bananas that when you think about it and you think about some of the largest tech companies in the world today, they do very similar things. I'm not going to ruin it. And I recommend everybody go check it out. Sweet. Thank you. I will check it out. My tip is um, this bottle ball, actually. I've been trying it out so far, this hydrate bottle that uh, folks have. I don't know if you guys have been using it. It uh, lights up um, throughout the day, reminding you to drink water. And at the end, it syncs up to an app that tells you how your water consumption is. And um, I've been wanting to just drink more water in general, but um, it's kind of these weird things. It's always an afterthought, but uh, so far I've been using it for the last two days and it's been actually really cool. It, it kind of just sits in the corner. I'm always making sure it's full. And then when I'm in a meeting or whatever I'm doing, it'll just like literally just flash and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna have a sip of water. So it's been pretty cool. I'm hoping that I can use it 
in the beginning, just so like I, I'm just consciously drinking more water and then hopefully not have to depend on it. But so it's cool if you want to improve your water intake so far. Have you guys ordered anything off of Gold Belly? Yes. I haven't yet, but uh, I really want to. <laughs> I want to. I do a lot of this window shopping on Gold Belly and I just like, I just keep getting ads for it. And, you know, there's lots of interesting, exciting places. And so, you know, hopefully we'll get some Ruby Rosa pizza from New York City delivered to the house. Is, is that your tip? Go, 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 go to go. Gold Belly. Yeah, you know, you can't travel. You, you can't travel. It's like all the places that you wish you could get food from. Yeah, you don't have to worry about it. You know, if you want that New York City bagel, just hop on Gold Belly and pay $50 for that. Hey, it's Krishna. Thanks for listening to Halo Drop. If you got value from this episode, please share it with someone that you think would also enjoy it. For more information, visit our website at halodrop.fm. Mm-hmm.